Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Do you bleed green? Are you an ultimate Eagles football fan? Well, you're in the right place. Well, you're in the right place. <laughs> This is Birds 365, hosted by the new Mac and Mac, Jody McDonald and John McMullen. And here we go, here we go! Who collectively have covered and talked about more than 50 plus years of Eagles football. Kick off your day with Birds 365. You'll get debate. We love to argue. You'll get the real story from inside the locker room. And you'll hear from some of the great football minds from around the region. You're about to become an Eagles insider. Get in the game. Join Jody Mack and Johnny Mack and join the football community that flocks to Birds 365. Birds 365 starts right now. Welcome to the NFL. Let's go! Let's go! Go! And a good morning, Football Friday fans here on Birds 365. We're here to talk Eagles with you for the next two hours. And when I say we, I mean me, Jordan McDonald, John McMullen, who is uh, with me in tow right now, but needs to exit stage left to be over to hear what Nick Sirianni is going to have to say before the Eagles get on a big old jet plane and go to Arizona. And then in hour number two, Barrett Brooks is going to jump in. For Johnny Mac, uh, did your car just go without you driving it from your house to uh, the uh, Novacare? Sometimes, complex? sometimes I don't remember the drive. Uh, you know, I'm on autopilot. I will say that. That's, so. uh, yeah, that's what I was asking. Uh, you made the way over yesterday. You'll do so again today. Yesterday, again, trying to get Eagles information. Sometimes it's like getting uh, blood out of a stone. Um, but you did get a chance to peek at practice for at least a couple of minutes. Injury updates, Mr. McMullen. What do you got? Well, uh, you know, I think there's a lot of good news uh, long term, uh, starting with Jordan Mailata. Pretty clear when it first happened, and Jordan spoke to us yesterday, that they thought it might be a season-ending injury immediately. Uh, and it's not uh, uh, looking that way at all. I don't expect him to play in Arizona. He, he uh, claims he's still day-to-day. There's a chance. Couple things playing to that from my perspective. One is Dallas is the next week. You want him as healthy as possible for that particular game. Uh, but he said it's all about range of motion and strength. Um, didn't practice yesterday, but as I said, talk to us. Very good mood. Not going to be a long term injury. Uh, but I do think Jack Driscoll is going to be the left tackle in Arizona. 
Uh, the other guys I'd be concerned about are Abonte Maddox, who is still um, out of practice, working on a side field, sprained his ankle in practice last week. Uh, I think you get might get one more week of Josiah Scott, and obviously Jake Elliott's not going to kick. It's going to be Cameron Dicker, which is interesting because Matt Prater's not going to kick for Arizona. It's going to be Matt Amendola. Um, so, you know, could be Dicker the kicker versus, uh, you know, strong boy Matt Am- Amendola. I don't, you know, you might see a lot of fourth downs, uh, a lot of go for it. The Eagles do that anyway, I would think. But if you need a kick to win a game, you need a kick to win a game, right. Jody. So it might come down to one of those two guys. Um, so those are the three I'd be most concerned about. Patrick Johnson also. Uh, did not practice with a concussion. And we all know with the Tua stuff, I, it's going to be very difficult for people to get cleared uh, quickly. Although Chiron Johnson had a concussion, he's back in a limited fashion. Uh, so there is still some wiggle room, um, evidently, with the protocol. Um, but those are the the three injuries I'd be most concerned about. The the good news, Derek Slay is going to play. Um you know, um, and I, I pretty much said that the day after the game. Isaac Sayamalo, big rap on his ankle, but it looks like he's going to play as well. It's funny because I think it's Isaac's left, and Jason Kelsey is always bandaged up. He's got this big bandage on his right ankle. Isaac Sayamalo is standing right next to him. He's got this big bandage on his left ankle, but they're both going to play. Understood, and uh, the Eagle veterans – Oh, I, AJ, uh, AJ Brown gets rest days too. And I don't know, we can call him a veteran yet. He's not a rookie. So if that makes you a veteran, so be it. But he's still only been here about 20 minutes and is a very young guy. So I don't. A good uh, 20 minutes though, man. Yeah, damn good. Too. Damn good 20 yeah. minutes. Exactly right. Uh, but it's uh, one of those guys that the Eagles put in for rest on Thursday practice. And they had a bunch yesterday and most of their veterans or previously injured players. Uh, but you gave us a good rundown on the guys that uh, uh, either didn't play last week or left last week's game. So we don't know for sure their status going into Sunday versus Arizona. And one scares me more than any of the others. And I'll explain to you why. Uh, and it's not, believe it or not, Jordan Mylotta, because I thought Driscoll did a nice job. Um, oh, one guy you didn't mention uh, that I do want to get a feel on if you've got a guesstimate, because I know, uh, again, the Eagles aren't going to lay it out for you. Andre Dillard, cleared to practice, has been practicing. Uh, the coach made the comment earlier in the week that he needs to get up to physical speed, been out for a month. Uh, so just being cleared to practice doesn't mean he's definitely going to play. But if Jordan Mailata is out, you could use some extra depth along that offensive line. You think Dillard is activated? Do you think he'll be Driscoll's backup? Uh, give me your best guesstimate on Andre Dillard. Um, I, you know, he was out there uh, practicing uh, individual drills, taking the second team left tackle reps behind uh, Jack Driscoll. I think. You know, that's one where Nick is telling the truth. If they think he's football ready, if they think, um, you know, his conditioning's up to par, they might consider activating him just as a I, – I, I don't think he's starting, but a, I think they're going to start Driscoll. But, you know, if Driscoll, you know what's the bed, it's nice to have Andre Dillard out there. So I think that comes down to, you know, is he ready? Because 
you know, it's four weeks, it's a month. You, you do need a little bit of time to get back into some kind of condition, some kind of football condition. And we can laugh about the practicing. And anyway, I don't know how you do that. Maybe you just throw them in the deep end of the pool, but if you throw them into the deep end of the pool, you might as well start them. <laughs> you know, that's my perspective. So it looks like they're preparing for Jack Driscoll to play left tackle. Uh, and that means to me that they probably going to wait a week or two or Andre Dillard, because if he's, if he's healthy enough to play, he's got to play left tackle. That's how I look at it. Well, I think he's healthy enough to play. He's got to play left tackle, but doesn't mean he has to start that you can go uh, use him as a safety net. Cause let's go worst case scenario. My lot of out uh, Dillard, not in the estimation of the Eagles, not good enough to activate, not up to speed enough to activate Driscoll gets hurt in mid game. Who's playing left tackle. Yeah. I mean, they have, you know, they have some versatile pieces. We, we talked about Josh Sills, his ability to play left tackle a little bit um, in training camp when they had some injuries in, in camp. Uh, you have the jack of all trades and Isaac Samalo who can play anywhere, but he's already dealing with his own ankle injury. My, my perspective is if he's healthy enough to play, he's playing left tackle. So, no. Okay, he's, so you, he, you he's don't better. Think he's just, be he, he's just better than he's just better than Jack Driscoll at left well, tackle. At left tackle last week. At left tackle. When um, when I'll give you Dillard's better when Dillard's hundred percent. But if Dillard's at ninety and they say, well, ninety's better than us putting Sills out there, but we we're not going to push it. If Driscoll had played poorly last week, I'd go. I don't care what percent. If Dillard can physically get out there on the field, he's starting. But Driscoll played pretty well. I'm not going into the game worried about him spitting the bed. Now, he might, but uh, I, I would not handle it that way as far as my evaluation goes. I got no problem still being a backup guy. And I, I'm more comfortable with him backing up than Sills getting his first ever NFL experience at a position that isn't his natural position as well. Yeah, I mean, but, uh, you know, do you want to push Avante Maddox out there? You know, I, I well, a lot is – Dallas next week. Let's be honest. I mean, you know, a lot of it is about getting guys who are, you know, maybe not quite healthy as up to, um, to be as good as possible for, for the Cowboys game, which is more important uh, and certainly more important for the Eagles. Now they don't want to bring that up because you don't want to, you know, I talked about Jalen Hurts and, didn't get one question about the Cardinals and he was uh, trying to Lou Holtz them and talk them up and all that kind of stuff. Uh, the Eagles don't want to go down this path, but clearly they're being cautious with certain people. Um, and then the second part is, I, I mean, I think Jack did a wonderful job in a very difficult circumstance. Um I don't think he played that well at left tackle. I don't think he's a good left tackle. Um, and that's my my larger concern. And if, if Andre's ready to play left tackle, he's playing left tackle from the coach. That's that's how I would go about it. That's how I would go about it. Now, um, I, I, I give him a better grade for what he did this past week than you do, apparently. 
I saw no issues whatsoever. And that's a major tip of the cap to a guy who doesn't usually play on the left side and is probably more comfortable at guard than tackle. All those things considered, I thought he was pretty damn good last week. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought he was, I thought he was fine and they were firing off the ball as a run blocker. Sua the same way as a pass blocker. And there's probably going to be more passing in this game uh, because of the pristine conditions. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't have a ton of confidence in him at left tackle and that's not an insult. I mean, he's a right tackle. He's a right guard by trade. It's a very difficult position to put him in. Um, the Eagles would remember, you know, I mean, he's their third left tackle and some, you could argue is their fourth left tackle. People forget about Brett Toth as well. Uh, who's still on the pup list. You know, that's better than everybody else's third or fourth left tackle. I'll give you that, but it's not, it's not optimal. I would say that as well. Uh, I think the Eagles will be okay at left tackle, uh, whether we know my lot is not going to play and however else it shakes out. But you did mention one position where it looks like they're going to be careful and they're going to hold the player out. Uh, and that does scare me a little bit. And that's at uh, the nickel corner with Devante Maddox being out because one of the guys who scared me coming into this game from a Cardinal perspective is Rondell Moore. If you look up Rondell Moore's stats, you're going to see, Jody, what the hell are you talking about? I didn't done diddly this year. You're right. Cause he didn't play the first three games. Last week was his first game back. Uh, I looked at the numbers yesterday when we had Howard balls around, I think he had five targets for three catches and 11 yards or something ridiculously small like that. Don't kid yourself. This kid's a good player. And he was when they drafted him out of Purdue last year. Um, I think he's a very talented slot receiver that just could have used the week to get up to speed with Kyler Murray has now practiced this week. Um, I think he's a difficult guy to cover. He's a little guy. He's a fast guy. And of the guys who were filling in last week, I would say Josiah Scott was the one who was more victimized than anybody else. And if he's filling in for Avante Maddox in the slot again this week, the Cardinals have a guy that I think can take advantage of him. Yeah, I'm not in love with that situation either, to say the least, probably more so. I, You know, Josiah graded out uh, really poorly, um, according to uh, Pro Football Focus. So did Jack, but Josiah graded out really poorly. Um, and I, I think a lot of it didn't show up because of the weather and, and Jacksonville wasn't able to throw the football. And yeah, they strip only had... sacks that the ball never got yeah, out of. The exactly. quarterback said that you don't know what happened if he was able to exactly. deliver the football downfield. And that's not going to be the case this week. So, uh, yeah, that one is, a, is an even larger concern because I think Jack's a better player than Josiah. Um, and a little bit surprised the Eagles haven't considered other options. And we asked JG that about moving and he went to the same route sort of Jeff Stoutland always takes. And you don't want moving parts. You don't want to affect two positions, uh, to fix one position. So they just wanted to put the backup in there, but you know, 
they also say, hey, let's get the best 11 players on the field. So right. there's a little bit of a, a, a contradiction there at times. Now, I don't know if Kayvon Wallace is that much better. So I don't know if you want to move Chauncey Gardner, who hasn't been great at safety himself and probably been the worst of the Eagles defenders. They're having a great year. But if you were probably going to rate the 11 starters, he'd probably be number 11. Agreed. Um, not sure where you want to go with Kayvon Wallace, but where I would go is Zach McPherson. Now, last week it wouldn't have mattered because Barry Slay left so early. But Slay's going to be back. Bradbury's going to be back. Kick Zach McPherson in the slot. And I think that's his more natural position anyway. And I just think he's a better player. Um, So I'm a little bit surprised. And then if something happens to Slay, if something happens, you can just kick him back outside. And then play Josiah Scott. So that's what I would do. But Eagles don't want those moving parts. Yeah. How much time uh, either practice and or preseason did uh, McPherson get in the slot at all this offseason? None. That's the problem. I mean, you know, and they, they have. And, you know, run support is a bigger issue when you're playing slot corner than when you're playing outside. And the Eagles really value um, corners. So that's probably their default. They probably think Josiah is better at supporting the run inside than than Zach. That's my guess. Um, I don't know. Good football players tend to play better than, you know, players. They're better than. Lesser football so, players. Yes, yes. exactly. So You and I agree on that. I, I got to give you one more stat that I know you're going to have. A tough time with that. I saw this morning. I had no idea was the case. Would you like to guess what the record of the Phoenix, Arizona Cardinals coaches against the NFC East in his three plus years as the yeah, coach of the Cardinals? I, I actually know he's never lost to an NFC East team. Never lost. Six great, and zero uh, against the NFC East. A great Cliff Kingsbury. I know you're not a big fan of the Cardinals coach. How do you explain something like that? Yeah. Football's about, you know, tell me who's healthy that week. Tell me who's not healthy. Give me the context of that particular week. But the Cardinals have been a pretty good team since Cliff Kingsbury's gotten there. Um, overall, it's not like they're, they've been poorly. This is probably his worst team from a talent perspective he's had at the NFL level. I mean, they're, they had some good players. I mean, when you talk about obviously Kyler, but you know, uh, Deandre Hopkins, when he's out there, Larry Fitzgerald, even late in his career, um, uh, uh, Chandler Jones was one of the best five pass rushers in football for years. They, 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 Jordan Hicks, our old friend was there making plays. Um, they had, they had some talent. So Nick Sirianni says, show me a good coach and I'll show you good players. They had better players and the NFC stunk. So, you know, they generally beat the NFC East. That's true. The NFC East, which we did call the NFC least from a couple of years ago when they, uh, the playoff team had a less than 500 record the last time the commanders were in the playoffs. Yeah, it, that can come into play. All right, he's John McMullen. I'm Jody McDonald. J-Max goes stick around for hour number one. Double B, Big B, Barrett Brooks.
going to step in for him in hour number two. We got two good guests planned for you. First up is our uh, numero uno guest doing his writing these days for NJ.com forever for the uh, Daily News. Les Bowen's going to jump aboard with us here on Birds 365 next. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown's five-day used car super sale. Jeff puts an end to high prices now. Five days of the best car, truck, and SUV deals ever. Over 1,000 vehicles, every make and model. Stop overpaying. See Jeff today and get a quality car, truck, or SUV now. The five-day used car super sale. Experience how easy it is to deal at Jeff's. Nobody treats you better. Nobody gives you more. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown. GoJeffAuto.com. Score and save this football season on your car insurance. Before the next game, save up to 40% on your auto insurance policy. That's right, 40% savings. Call an Audible this season and contact the DelVal Insurance Group. They're an advocate for you, not an insurance company. That means they'll get you the right coverage and save you up to 40%. Call managing partners Fran or Jim of DelVal Insurance, 215-354-0122. Or score and save at DVIGI.com. DVIGI.com. Hi everybody, my name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech we offer three major services. The first one being basement waterproofing. The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you're having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. Over the last 17 years, we've built a reputation of growing award-winning teams across the country. Staffing is not easy, but that's what we do every day, all day. The key to our success is storytelling, asking the right questions to find the right people. Hi, I'm Gary Kane, president of Kane Partners. We want to be your staffing partner. You got your Mac and Mac guys, McMullen and McDonald, here with you on Birds 365. And there he is in front of his brick wall, ready to talk Eagles football with us, Les Bowen from NJ.com. How are you this morning, Les? Just great, gentlemen. How are you? Good, Les. Good. With Jody, by the way, we used to have a brick wall uh, behind us. When way, Birds way, way back yeah. when, yes. It's like before, a 1970s comedy club. To, uh, before we yeah. got to go down the shore and hang out at Oceans. Exactly. 
Well, I have my nice screened-in porch here, which I wasn't able to use enough during the summer because it was so ridiculously yeah, hot. It was. So I'm getting some use out of this porch. <laughs> darn it. Yeah. Uh, and and you probably couldn't get it earlier since I didn't think we were going to see the sun there ever again, right. Les. But yes. uh, we finally broken through. Uh, and and the Eagles are going to get some heat, uh, although it's going to be climate controlled for the game right. uh, in Arizona. But uh, I, I want to talk about trap games with you, Les. I mean, mm -hmm. uh, the head coach says they're real. He never admits when they're coming. But if there's ever a trap game, this is a trap game to me because Dallas is coming up and I already get the sense that the Eagles are going to be cautious with Avante Maddox, Jordan Mylotta, players like that. We know Jake Elliott's not going to kick. Any, any concern over the infamous trap game here? I guess you're always a little concerned about that, John, but I really think – this is not a great team they're playing. Yeah, I, I just agree. don't see the defensive line that's going to put a lot of pressure on Jalen Hurts. They do have a good defensive backfield. He could throw interceptions or something, I guess. Uh, I, offensively, it's kind of Kyler Murray runs around and makes something happen. If Jonathan Gannon really gets uh, bumfoozled by that, I'll be kind of surprised. But – I have to say, I haven't covered an Eagles win. Uh, well, nobody has ever covered an Eagles win at this stadium. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, ever since they moved to that giant Jiffy Pop Dome in Glendale, <laughs> it, uh, the Eagles are 0-4 in the regular season and 0-1 in the playoffs. Yeah. Very painful uh, NFC Championship loss uh, where they, th I, they, they scored late to take the lead and then gave it up. Uh, you know, so strange things happen. They've lost to Kevin Cobb out there. Yeah. Uh, you know, the old stadium, the one in Tempe, I just barely covered a little bit there. You know, the Cardinals used to be in the NFC East, obviously, and they played in Tempe at Arizona State. And the Eagles won there all the time. But, you know, this stadium has been a real mystery to the Eagles. Yeah, uh, and, uh, you know, who knows? Anything can happen. I don't see any special reason to – to be nervous about this. I think the team they played last week was better and had them down 14 to nothing. <laughs> of course they were at home and that helps, but in the kind of weather they had, I, I'm not sure how much it really helped. Uh, you know, it was kind of an impediment to coming back from 14, nothing, but uh, you know, I, I think they should win this game. And uh, if it, if it is a trap game, uh, you know, they'll beat themselves, I guess is what I'm saying. <laughs> No, 0 for 5 is 0 for 5. There's no good way to slice yeah. that. But the reason why I can't put all that much emphasis on it, I'm not saying I'm discarding it, but this team, these players, this coaching staff, yes, they lost out there in Jalen. I believe it was Jalen's first ever start in the NFL. was his first and second. I know he came in against Green Bay off the bench for Carson Wentz. Yeah. Was there a game before they played I the I think Cardinals? he had that New Orleans game before – Arizona, you know, okay. where he beat New Orleans in his first start. Gotcha. Uh, I was yeah. trying to, rem I was trying to yeah. think last night why I don't remember much from that Arizona game two years ago. Yeah, that and was then it dawned a... on me, it was during the pandemic. I didn't yeah. go. Nobody went. You know, it's yeah. almost like you forget how different the world was two years ago. You know, uh, I had totally forgotten that that game ever existed. You know, because I wasn't there. I wrote about it. 
from my couch. Yeah, you do forget this. And it was a shootout, too. It was a yeah, shootout. Yeah, Oklahoma shootout. Yeah. Uh, Kyler versus Jalen. Yeah. Um, you know, Jalen Hurts. By the way, A.J. Brown. I love A.J. Because we brought that up to A.J. yesterday, Les, about, oh, you've never won in State Farm Stadium. And A.J.'s like, what does that have to do with me? I got, I, right. you know. Uh, and that's so true many, of a lot of these guys. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. So when you don't play a team. And they used to play them all the time, as you mentioned, when they're yeah. in the NFC East. But now the vast majority of these players, obviously the Kelsey's and Brandon Graham's Fletcher Cox, they know. But the vast majority have no idea about right. the history with this particular team. I did think it was interesting last that Jalen Hurts felt the need to bring up the Cardinals because nobody was yeah. asking him questions about the Cardinals. Do you think he was sensing people? And obviously these were reporters, but. In right. general, do you think he had that sense maybe around the building that people are trying to look past this team a little bit? I hadn't thought about that in terms of the team itself, but that's a very good point. You know, that, that could very well be. It was kind of extraordinary for him to yeah. do that. I think he wanted to – it seemed to me to be a bid to make sure nobody out in Arizona got the idea that the Eagles were – not taking the Cardinals seriously, which was was kind of advanced thinking for Jalen Hurts. Uh, you know, I don't. I never thought of him really caring that much about stuff like that, but I guess he probably does. Uh, he is. Uh, he did talk on his Manning Cast appearance about seeing himself in Nick Saban and how much he feels like he's like Nick Saban, and that was kind of a Nick Saban like thing to do. You know, yeah. extend your press conference and talk about the other deep. And actually, it wasn't true that no one had asked him about the Cardinals. No, we asked, asked him about, about Tyler Murray. Yeah. Yeah. We'd asked him about Zach Ertz. We had not asked him about the Cardinals defense. And that yeah. was what he wanted to talk about. Um, but it seemed to me to be a sort of base covering, uh, you know, I don't want the Cardinals defense out there thinking they're not, uh, you know, look at this. Jalen Hurts isn't even concerned about us, you know. That's how I took it. But you might be right. It could have been a message uh, within the building as well. And if that's the case, that's what a quarterback and a leader is supposed to do, yeah. is make sure that all bases are being covered. So I got no issue with uh, uh, the quarterback uh, extending a press conference just so he can uh, bring the Cardinals defense up. Uh, Les, I'm more worried about the Eagles defense this week against Kyler Murray. Okay. Uh, I know they practice against Jalen Hurts, but John can tell you from firsthand experience standing on the sideline, Eagle practice is not quite game speed these days. So working against Jalen is, is nice, but they have not come close in game to playing anybody like Kyla Murray. Give me some reasons why this defense, and they've changed some players and the guys they brought in have played real well, will be better at controlling the – uh, chaos-like atmosphere that uh, Kyler Murray can cause other defenses and has caused this Eagle defense uh, when they played previously? Well, I think if you stay disciplined, uh, you know, if they're going to have a plan, they're going to have a spy, I guess, or something, you know, to account for him. Uh, you, you stay in your lanes, you, you stick to your coverage when he's scrambling, and, you know, you get you you can rally to the ball when he's when he has it somebody might miss him you know and the next guy might have to make the tackle and I, I do think over the years 
good defenses that I've seen have been able to handle situations like this. It's not like he's uh, – he's not Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he doesn't so – he is controlled a lot of the time. There are times when he gets loose and has amazing games. But, you know, they're a struggling team for a reason. He doesn't have great weapons. DeAndre Hopkins is still suspended. Um I don't think his offensive line is anything to write home about. Uh, and they're banged up too, Les. Yeah. They, they have know, a lot so, of issues. You know, I think you put the pressure on him. You make him worry about you more than you worrying about him. Uh, you know, I, I just think, uh, you know, it looks like Darius Slay is going to play, right, John? That seems to be yeah, the. Yeah, he's yeah. going to play. So, you know, I. It could happen. I mean, it's possible that he's going to run around and, and he'll, he might create a touchdown or two. But uh, if he's going to like totally, like I said, leave Jonathan Gannon flat-footed, I'll be shocked. I mean, I I think they're much more affected by quarterbacks who can, uh, you know, really stand in the pocket and uh, assess, assess their options and you know, look for secondary receivers and things like that. And I don't see that as Kyler Murray's strength. I don't see him all the time. I might have a, you know, my impression of him might not be complete. But, you know, I just don't think these one-man band kind of teams are going to really be that big a deal. Uh, You know, you talk about Kyler – and Jalen, they're not going to play against each other, obviously. But it's so interesting to me because they have so many connections in the fact that they're they're both Texas kids. Uh, yeah. uh, 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 Kyler from Dallas area, Jalen from Houston, but they were both great high school players in Texas. They and both Oklahoma, started, you know. Yeah, well, well, they both started elsewhere. Kyler started yeah. at Texas A&M, people forget, and, and Jalen started at Alabama. Then they both went to Lincoln Riley. Kyler first. He won the Heisman Trophy. Jalen was second in the Heisman Trophy voting at Oklahoma. Um, obviously, Kyler was the number one pick. Jalen was a second round pick. But you know, Kyler's got a lot of talent. Less. Uh, am I overstating that? And maybe this is because uh, I'm around Jalen Hurts all the time, and and so are you. Mm-hmm. I think Jalen Hurts is better now. Am I crazy? Oh, I would take him over Kyler Murray to run an NFL offense. Yeah, I and I just don't think, like I said, I think Kyler runs around and makes something happen. I the Cliff, I'm with you on Cliff Kingsbury. I don't think there's a lot going on there in terms of any real great plan that's going to you know revitalize or, or uh, re rework the NFL. You know, it's. Uh, I, I just don't think you win a lot of playoff games playing the way they do. Uh, and I haven't seen any real evidence that Murray can, you know, make the kind of progress that Jalen has made as a passer and, and as a, you know, and then there's the whole leadership thing, you know, Kyler Murray had yeah. that whole thing with his yeah, contract. He's got the, he's got the, the study. Of, of, yeah. They want him to study, you know, that that's, I, I'm going to say that's not a problem with Jalen Hurts at all? No. Uh, no. So, yeah, yeah, I think uh, Kyler Murray was a flashier name coming out of college, and, you know, they decided to make him their guy, and they've gotten some benefit from that. He's certainly not a flop or anything, but he's not 
I don't know of anybody that would include now, here's him. Now, here's the problem, the Wes. But here's who, the who problem. includes him in their top six or eight quarterbacks in the NFL? I don't think anybody does. Well, right. uh, are we are we elevating Jalen Hurts to a top six or eight quarterback in the NFL? He has played that way so He's far played this that way. season. But I'm not. I think I'm not you have to well, preface it that four way. games. Four games. Yeah, I'm not where, where did you have? Where did well, less less? Yes. Where did you have Jalen ranked coming into the year? Oh, I, I would say maybe probably very near Kyler Murray, probably 12th, 13th, something like that. Um, but, you know, yeah, it's four games. But I'm saying right now, if I were going to rank the top six or eight quarterbacks in the league, taking into account this season, I would certainly put Jalen Hurts in there. And that doesn't mean, you know, that it's that's going to, going to stay the way yeah. for 13 more games. But, well, here, you know. here, here's my problem, Les. Because I'm with you. Now, I would have been a little bit lower than you starting the season. I probably would have had Jalen 15, maybe 15 to 20, somewhere in that range. And he's just exploded. And as you said, through four games, it is what it is. The sample size, he's been top six or top eight. But we have to see if he can sustain it. But here's my problem. Kyler Murray just signed for $230 million dollars. And if I'm Nicole Lynn, Jail, Jalen Hurts' agent, yeah. we start talking extension after the season. I'm saying, yeah, if he continues to play like this, bang, starts at 231 at least, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's certainly going to be a big – that's the big story of the offseason, I guess, for the Eagles right now. I mean, we don't know what's going to happen the rest of the season. But, yeah, how they handle that, you know – we talked, we've talked on this show before about all these moves that Howie Roseman made this offseason, all the people he signed that were such good signings. And some of them were bargain signings, like Bradbury, but others weren't, like Hassan Reddick and, and dra- uh, trading for A.J. Brown and then signing him to a deal. You know, these are things that he couldn't do last year because they had $33.8 million in dead cap money going to Carson Wentz you're kind of going to be back in that situation. And that's a big thing in the NFL right now. When you have to pay the quarterback, it it really limits what else you can do. And you'd better be drafting really good players, you know, because you're not going to be able to go out and sign premier free agents every year and, you know, make this, you know, suddenly a strength that was a weakness. Uh, it's it's going to be uh, it's going to be tight, and there's some other deals that are up too that are going to be uh, real interesting to see what they do uh, in this off season. However, we don't know what the cap is going to be next year. Yeah, it's going up. But it's no going up, so that'll and, help. You know that that'll help. But yeah, it's going to be uh, how he's going to have to have the the wizard cap on uh, for this one. Uh, it, it's really that you make a very good point. All right, let me uh, ask you last, and John, you please jump in too, because I know previously when we were talking about the fact that the Eagles weren't able to step on the throat of an opponent, score fourth quarter points, just go ahead and put the game away, continue on when they've had unbelievable first halves, mostly second quarters. Um, John chalked it up to human nature. You're ahead. You're playing a little conservative. You don't want to take a chance because you don't want to make a big mistake. So you just go ahead and win the game. Doesn't matter. You're 4-0. Doesn't matter really how many points you win by. It's human nature to understand why you have a lead 
you don't continue to pile on. Is it human nature to look past the Cardinals? Listen to you two guys. It seems rather reasonable that they're not a very good team. And you've got a three and one Cowboy team coming in next week. Divisional opponent, most hated rival. Do I need to go on? Is the human nature of looking past the Cardinals something that needs to be uh, kept an eye on all Sunday versus Arizona? I don't know. I, I, the Dallas thing to me is always a much bigger deal with the fans and the media than it is the players. Okay. An awful lot of these players, you know, there are a lot of new guys are new to this team. I don't think A.J. Brown – yeah. Well, I know he doesn't care about the Cowboys. <laughs> you know, yeah. I and and half of these players grew up in Texas. You know, they're not they didn't grow up hating the Cowboys That's or wanting true. to beat the That's Cowboys or anything like that. You know, it's I don't know. I the the first point you raised about the second halves is uh, is something that still hasn't been fully resolved. Uh, last week, again, an, an amazing second quarter. And then they kind of struggled. They did add to the lead. They did score fourth quarter points for the first time all season. But they also, all of a sudden, with what, about four minutes left, they let, uh, let a team that had no, was dead in the water, right back, you know, kind of within one score. Um, injuries had a lot to do with that, I think, to the Eagles and and the fact that they couldn't kick a field goal that would have given them an 11-point lead at one point. But nonetheless, they still haven't really put a team away, you know, like you said. they, And I think it's a young team that's learning and a coaching staff that's learning how to do this. You know, they didn't exactly just sit on the – in Washington, they did the opposite. They, had, they sat on the lead against uh, the Vikings yeah. and didn't throw. Washington, they just kept – chucking it downfield <laughs> every possession of the second half and couldn't build any rhythm or, you know, cause Washington had adjusted a little bit to that and, you know, wasn't letting those passes be completed as much. So, you know, they're, they're trying different things out and that it is, that is a concern to me that they haven't really played a second half that you could look at and be as impressed as you are with these second quarters, which just seem like, you know, suddenly they, this light goes on and they're the best team in football for 15 minutes and then halftime comes and they aren't, you know? Yeah. Yeah. My, my kind of take on that is, you know, the human nature aspect as Jody pointed out, I always say, but there was no sense of urgency. You know, these games have personalities less and they weren't, they weren't, they didn't feel, they didn't feel threatened by Minnesota. They didn't feel threatened by Washington. You got to look that, that to me is the, the human nature part when you don't feel a sense of urgency. And then like if the Vikings return that field goal for a touchdown, I think the Eagles get the sense of urgency back. They probably go right down the field and score because they were a better football team. But you, you, you never know. I want to take that sense of urgency thought to the coaching staff you mentioned. We, we talk about Jalen Hurts. Shane Steichen, if Jalen Hurts continues to play like this, Shane Steichen's getting a lot of phone calls, yeah. Les Bowen. We already know Jonathan Gannon's getting a lot of phone calls. He got him last year. And the Eagles are now number two defense. They got 16 yeah. sacks, 10 turnovers. point I'm trying to make here, we saw Doug Peterson – when he lost Frank Reich and John DiPilippo, you start losing assistant coaches, good assistant coaches. 
that becomes difficult. Do the Eagles? I didn't expect this championship window to be open, but there's yeah. there have to be a sense of urgency to to take advantage of this situation. Boy, that's something I've learned in sports over and over and over again, guys, in different sports that I've covered. You think, well, this is, you know, when I covered Eric Lindros in the Flyers, you always thought, well, he's young. You know, that they have more time to, if they don't win it this year, you know. And then with Donovan McNabb, it was always the same thing with me early in his career. It was like, well, they didn't win this NFC championship game, but there'll be another one next year. You know, and you end up at the end of the day looking around wondering where it all went, you know. And, yeah, you do have to strike when the iron is hot. You, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know that one of these other NFC East teams isn't going to suddenly, maybe it's the Giants, maybe it's Dallas, I don't think it's going to be Washington, is going to figure it out and suddenly become – you know, a, a, an impassable object on your on your uh, way to the the Super Bowl. You know, it's this is a great year to be really good because I don't think yeah. there is a great team in the NFC. No, you know, uh, and the AFC. You know, there are some really good teams. Buffalo's probably a little better. Ne- than the neither of which Kansas played City. last night. Who I thought both had a chance to be playoff teams this year. How ugly was that freaking game last night? Oh, my God. That was rough. That was a rough Holy watch. mackerel. So, yeah, Mike Wright might be the offensive fans. coordinator here next year. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say, yeah. you, you brought up what happens if Shane Steichen leaves. I think Frank's going to be available, frankly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, and people mentioned Vic Fangio. I don't know, uh, you know, for defense. Yeah, that know. was a good fire Vic Fangio for Nathaniel Hackett. I mean, wow. But remember – when I was on this show at the week after the opener and I was talking about my column that I wrote about how somebody had hacked Jonathan Gannon's Wikipedia entry. Yeah. 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 All these insulting things about how he tries to be a football coach. That seems like a long time ago. (laughs) That is a very long time ago. Yeah. Uh, You know, Eagles fans uh, don't like Jonathan Gannon. Because he doesn't blitz that much, although he is blitzing a little bit more this year. I but think it's they're going to warm to him, you know. Yeah, I, it is got, a, they lead the league in sacks, so yes. that's what they want. They lead the league in turnovers, I believe. They have the best turnover yep. ratio. That's what they want. What more could you ask for? I don't right. know. I don't know. Yeah, but they is, can. You know, there's an element of the fan base here, and I don't mean to malign everybody when I say this, but. There's an element of the fan base here that will never move beyond the Buddy Ryan era of football. You know, it, yeah. it, you don't win. You're not going to run for 200 yards every week. Uh, and you're not going to win by... Uh, well, they might run for 200 every week if they wanted to. But they don't want yeah. to. That's the problem. But, you know, I think Miles Sanders would break down. If yeah, he would. Do that. But... It, you know, you're not going to blitz every down. Quarterbacks and offenses are much too sophisticated for that now. You just open yourself up, you know, uh, when you do that. It, it, the golden fleece is to to get great pressure without blitzing or yeah, by blitzing one guy in a gap they weren't prepared for or something yeah, like or, that. Or zone blitzing, you know, bring somebody yeah. and drop somebody else, right. Uh, right. which they do with Hassan Reddick. Uh, you know, you got to throw a curveball every once yes. in a while. Yes. Um, so Here, I agree with where, you. Here's where I part ways with Eagle Nation and their over aggressive nature. Uh, look at defense. If you lead the league in sacks, 
Who the hell cares how right. many times you blitz? Yeah. The result is what matters. And if you're a numero uno, it's exactly. Because I yeah. love sacks too, more than Johnny Mack. He gives more credit to pressures and, and hurries than I do. I want to know about the end result. You can never have a bad play with a sack. That's always a right. good result. The result's only the ma- thing that matters. The yeah. way that you get there. Oh, it has right. to be a blitzing linebacker or safety. No, it doesn't. If you get there with your front four and you get the quarterback on the ground, that's the only thing that matters, right, Len? Yeah, it's the sure. better. It's the better way. If you get there with four, as Les says, yes. that's what every defensive coordinator wants. You want to get home with four. And the great Vic Fangio says that. And everybody's following Vic, man. Half yeah. the league plays his damn defense. It's amazing. Uh, but he but he got fired for Nathaniel Hackett. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Boy, that looks like a terrible idea. You know, that. Yeah. Well, that's what happens. A- they, they, they hired a coach to recruit a player. That's not yeah. the way to hire a football coach. And once they didn't get Aaron Rodgers, it's like, yeah. oh, well, what do we do now? That was right. a. Bad, bad decision. And they clearly – I feel bad for Russell Wilson. He looks washed up. I doubt that he's really washed up. But you see plays where the receiver's running a different pattern than he's expecting. And, you know, it just seems like total chaos out there. I think, you know, he's confused and he's only been in that one, you know, situation his whole career. Now he's in a different one. I don't think he has – you know, and Aaron Rodgers would take – control of the, the deal and and kind of remake the offense in his own image whatever they were trying to do yeah he would be the I, offensive coordinator so yeah i don't have think to worry russ, about I, I don't think russ does that and yeah. i think russ is like looking around like what am i doing here how did i get here <laughs> someone get me out of here <laughs> yeah. yeah he's going nowhere fast with that new contract he just signed i can guarantee yeah. you that he, he got his uh, release from Seattle. Oh, he's staying in the mile high for yeah. a little bit. All right, Les, we need you on the record. Uh, we only got a couple minutes left with you here. They're 4-0, and they've been an impressive 4-0. They are, for my money, the best team in the National Football League right now. A very fluid situation could change within one week. Buffalo gets a 55-point uh, yeah. win this week, which, by the way, do you see that? Pittsburgh is a double-digit underdog or a, a two-touchdown underdog for the first time in, like, decades. They're more yeah. than 14-point underdog against Buffalo this week. Uh, so Buffalo could be phenomenal and win. Eagles could lose a heartbreaker out there in Arizona. And boom, of course, flips. They're not the number one team anymore. But they have been, for me, through four weeks. So it's a two-part question, uh, Mr. Bowen. Number one, are the Eagles right now, as we speak, here on Birds 365, leading into week number five, should they be the number one ranked team in the NFL? And number two, do they stay there because they get a win this week against Arizona? Well, number one, even though they're the only undefeated team, I don't think you can be that simplistic. There are teams with better pedigrees that have, you know, I, Buffalo and Kansas City, to me, if, if the Eagles were going to play either one of those teams this week, the Eagles would be underdogs, I think, and deservedly so. So I would put the Eagles right about number three, uh, allowing for the possibility that they might be better than those other two teams. But those other two teams have, you know, didn't just show up this year and start playing well, you know. Um, Number two, I I do see a win. I would say maybe like 32 to 23, something like that. Uh, Again, 
a lot of things can happen. You know, maybe they'll figure out a way to make Jack Driscoll much more of a liability than he was last Sunday. But I just, uh, I'll take, I'll take the Nick Sirianni over Cliff Kingsbury. I'll take Jalen Hurts over Kyler Murray. You know, I, I just, uh, I don't see any real logical reason to take the Cardinals to win this game. Les, State Farm stuff. Stadium, Les. State Farm Stadium. That's the only bugaboo. <laughs> I, I have never covered a win there, so yeah. we'll see. We'll see. We'll see if the Eagles get one this weekend. Les, great stuff. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. We'll get you back up in a couple of weeks. Thank Thanks you, Les. Much. Read them at nj.com. Les Bowen with our buddy Chris Franklin does a great job covering the birds for nj.com. All right, Johnny Mack, I thought Les made a, a really good point there at the end. Because we, I ranted a little bit more so than you about the power ratings. You kind of shrug your shoulders because who gives a you know what about power ratings? Um, it's bragging rights, and I think the Eagles at four and zero get to throw their chest out and brag a little bit. But if we were going back to State Farm State or put it in any stadium you want, other than the home stadium of one of the two teams, Eagles Bills played next week at a random site, uh, neutral site. Who's the favorite in the game? Uh, Bills. Now, here, here's I, – I wanted to ask Les this, so I'll ask you what we ran out of time. The interesting one to me – I think he's right with the Bills in Kansas City. Um, the interesting one to me, neutral site, Green Bay. Um, you know, Green Bay played so poorly week one. Um, they're going to be four and one after this week. Um, yeah, but and all of a sudden, they didn't play all that well they, last week either. No, but they haven't. They haven't gotten style points. Well, you know, I bring this up because I was talking to AJ Brown for a while yesterday, and he was just. And this is what I always say when I hear players like this, and this is why I've gotten this way about Aaron Rodgers. He just talks about him with reverence as a receiver. Um, that one is interesting to me. They haven't won style points. They haven't won with style points. But they're going to win that division. They're going to they're going to be in the playoffs. They're going to have that quarterback. But they haven't played well, um, and Here's, that to me would be the interesting. Would they I'll, default I'll, to Green Bay uh, on a neutral field? I certainly think Green Bay would be favored at Lambeau. Um, I right. think they here's, would be favored. Here's how I'll answer, Johnny. Here's how I'll answer your question. It's kind of jumping from hypothetical to reality. They got to beat them here week. Is it week 10 or week 11? They've got the Packers at the length this season. Yeah. Win the game. I can almost guarantee you if the Eagles and the Packers. Well, yeah, again but I'm saying before I'm saying wipe out that game. So we're not going to know about that game. That game doesn't exist. And all of a sudden Green Bay is playing the Eagles in the playoffs. So they haven't played each other. Um, uh, it's a neutral field because I don't know something happened to Lambo, something happened to Lincoln. Find it. We don't want to hear that. But it's a neutral field. We don't have that information. I think Green Bay would still be favored, but that's my opinion. Close. I, that, there's a very good chance it could be a pick'em game, a toss-up game. I think be very close between the two. But luckily, we won't have to face that this year because oh, it can either go real good or real bad. Either they're going to play twice. In Lincoln Financial Field, if the Eagles win that game, Packers are going to have to come back here in the playoffs because I think the Eagles have a chance to have the best record in the NFC. But if they lose and then Green Bay has the tiebreaker, comes down to that for an NFC yeah. championship. And by the way, I think the Eagles are a better team. 
uh, than Green Bay. I think they're a significantly better team. But I think if that game was coming up this week on a neutral field, I think Green Bay would be favored. Mm, yeah. they, I watched a lot of that game because it was late game. Eagle game was already over. They did not play all that well against the no, Patriots. So that barely no. zappy. But nobody nobody pays it. On a no, but I shouldn't say nobody, but, you know, when you talk about teams with reputations, as Les was talking about, uh, they're a team with a reputation, and it's still early in the season, and they're still finding ways. Like, everybody was panicking last year. The famous Aaron Rodgers relaxed statement from a couple years ago. They always play poorly at the beginning of the season. All of a sudden, they start racking up win after win after win after win. Maybe not style points. Right. But if, but if we're going to go by trends, the Packers also have another trend. It's called underachieving come the playoffs. And that is yeah. the most important matchup that the Eagles could have against yeah. the Packers this year would be in a playoff game. Well, Matt, La- Matt LaFleur has the greatest three-year start in NFL history as a head coach. But, yeah, the playoffs are the playoffs. But they're always favorite. They're not not favorite. They're always favorite. And so you know and what? that's if why I, it's underachievement. If, if I'm an Eagle fan and I'm an underdog to the Packers in the playoffs and I go out and win the game, it's not going to bother me one little iota that they are an underdog coming into the well, game. Well, yeah, shouldn't, if, especially if you win the game. But my only point is I think they would be favorite, and I think people would default to them because of their history which is what less would they have a bigger history than certainly Buffalo. They have a bigger history than green uh, to Kansas city, to be honest. Although Kansas city has been doing it for a while. Yeah, I don't know about that, John. Well, I mean, they've been doing it for 30 years, the stinking Packers. I mean, <laughs> we're it, talking it, about favoritism, favoritism in a game. I don't think the fact that the Packers made the first two Super Bowls 50 some. No, I'm not ago, talking about the first two influence. because. I'm not talking about the first two because in between Bart Starr and Brett Favre, you had a lot of bad years. But ever since Brett Favre, I always say the Packers are the most spoiled fan base in the world. They have had thirty. They have had three decades, three decades consecutive of Hall of Fame quarterback play. They don't know how the other half lives. Yeah, they do not know how the other half lives. In between Len Dawson and Patrick Mahomes, Kansas City didn't have a whole many, too many trips to AFC Championship yeah, games 30, or Super Bowls. How, how long has Patrick Mahomes been playing, Jody? I'm talking about 30 years. I'm talking about three decades. I'm talking about Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. Aaron's been playing for, what, 15 years now. Patrick Mahomes is great, but he's been playing for what? Right. Back- how many how many years has Rodgers been playing? The uh, current quarterback. It, it's it's almost half uh, a decade and a half. Decade and a half. How many Super Bowls has he made? Uh, well, that what what I mean. You're you're. Uh, my point was about who's going to be favorite between. I'm talking about favorites. Right. I'm talking but, about which, the John, if We're talking about favorites. What what Brett Favre did should mean nothing. We're so far where he you just said deck and a half for Rogers. We're duck and a half removed from Rogers. How is that affecting who would how favored a Green Bay Packer team would be on a week against the Eagles? Because what my whole point, Jody, was people default to Green Bay because they've been so good for so long. That's what I'm saying. They've been so good for so long. Give me a definition of people. People default to Green Bay. 
Who are the people? The odds makers? Do you really think odds the odds makers. makers look at Green Bay in a game against the Eagles because Brett Favre was great for so long? Go, oh, shoot, maybe we should move it a half point toward Green Bay? No, but I think they default to Green Bay because it's it, – I, I bring it up human nature too much today. Green Bay has this reputation. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. But Matt, you don't have to go back there. Okay, you go 13 wins, 13 wins, 13 wins with Matt LaFleur. Do you think Matt LaFleur is the best coach in NFL history? Because I don't. I don't think he's in the top 100. I think he wins because he has a great quarterback. They All they do is win games. All they do is win games in their favorite, 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 favorite. And their fan base goes into every game thinking they're going to win that game because of their history. That's all I'm saying. And they would be favored against the Eagles today on a neutral field because people would default to Green Bay. Today, I'm not sure. Next week, we'll see, because uh, I think it's close enough between the two teams that one game either way. The Packers get beat this week. Packers lose to the Giants. All right, Mr. Well, uh, yeah. Everybody would default to Green Bay. Packers lose to the Giants this week. Eagles beat Arizona. The next week is the neutral site game. Who's the favorite? Well, what have, what have, what have I been saying about the Giants all week, Jody? They're if the terrible. Packers look, they stink. stink. The Giants the Packers... are the biggest fraud three and one team ever. If the Packers lose to the Giants this week, Eagles beat Arizona. Who's favorite in neutral site game between then, the Eagles? Then and I Packers agree with the week you. After? Then I agree with you. But the Packers ain't losing to the okay. Giants, uh, well, and that's but... my point. After that first week of hand wringing, they're going to be four and stinking one. After after this week, that's my prediction. And my point is, it's there's a heck of a lot more on what the teams are doing right now than what they did the previous Lafleur years, the previous Rogers years, and certainly the previous Favre years have almost no effect on what a line would be in October between the 2022 Eagles and the 2022 Packers. What they do this week in their games will move the line. That history isn't moving the line. But I'm talking about all. this week, Jody, and I'm talking about a three and one team. That I'm talking about this week. I'm not talking about next week. Yeah, if they lose to the New York Giants because the New York Giants stink, then people might have something about the Packers and say, oh, guess what? They're not, they're not as good because they lost to a crappy Giants team. They might have something on it. And by the way, I don't I think the Eagles are a better team. But I'm saying this week, what Les was saying is correct. Kansas City would be favorite. Buffalo would be favorite. I think Green Bay would be favorite, even though they shouldn't be, by the way. They shouldn't be, but people will default to Green Bay in their history in Aaron Rodgers. And I'm uh, the only point I'm trying to make is history can be changed like that in one week's time, depending on the results of the most recent game. All right, Johnny Mac, no, you got to run, uh, get over, see what coach Sirianni's going to have to say. Uh, chances are you're traveling on Monday. So I'll get, uh, I guess I'll see you on to talk to you here on birds 365 on Tuesday, Tuesday morning. Hopefully let's cross our fingers. Long travel day. Done deal. Oh, wait, you're not on record yet. Uh, well, 2820 Eagles. Between the lines. Uh, I know you're picking the Eagles. 
The question is, how easily? 28-20 Eagles win. Uh, Arizona stinks. That's my theme of the week. Everybody stinks. Giants stink. Arizona stinks. And and, uh, Aaron Uh, Rodgers. Yeah. Understood. All right, J-Mac. Thanks, buddy. That's John McMullen here with me on Birds 365. When I come back, I will be joined by Big Double B. I see him waiting in the window. He's ready to join me. Barrett Brooks in for John McMullen next hour here on Birds 365. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community, a sports roundup for the locals, and the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Since 1977 at Rafferty Subaru, we have always been about our customers and the community. Early on, a safe and durable option, we've evolved to become the best overall brand according to Kelly Blue Book. Over the last 14 years, we've donated thousands of dollars through the Subaru Share the Love event and found homes for hundreds of pets. The Rafferty family is proud of our 45 years in business. This month, celebrate our anniversary with special financing on select models. Visit us and see why. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Before the Philadelphia Eagles ever had a big V, they had a big B, or at least that's what I call them during his playing days, and I still do today. Uh, certainly a big-time member of our Jacob Media team, as you watch him each and every single day on uh, Sports Take. 
And when we need his help, uh, helping hand, he comes in and uh, drive blocks a couple guys for us here on Birds 365. It's Barrett Brooks. How you big, Big B? Jody Mack, how's it going today, man? Everything good? Uh, not not good. Well, why? Well, I mean, not I heard good. you guys going back and forth about uh, uh, Green Bay and, 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 you know, why they're the de facto, defaulto, uh, you know, going back to the, now let's get it back to the Green Bay Packers uh, type of deal, huh? <laughs> You're not hearing that. And, well, yeah, I d- disagreed with uh, the way John was looking at it, which is fine. Um, so I was basically defending the Eagles, yet I'm in a quandary. I'm having a tough time defending the Eagles today. Uh, we had Les Bowen on. He said the Eagles are going out and getting their first win in Arizona in a decade. Uh, five, over the last five out there in Arizona. Never won in that stadium before. Johnny Mack just went 28-20, so the Eagles win by more than a touchdown, which is a cover in their game against the Cardinals. Barrett, I'm scared this week, and there are some really uh, specific reasons that I am scared. Uh, I'll point to one now and get your take on it. I think Avante Maddox is one of the best cover corners uh, slot corners in the National Football League. I'll put him up against almost any other slot corner in the entire NFL. Doesn't look like he's going to play. I watched Josiah Scott struggle a little bit with that position last week. And Rondell Moore is a really good, talented slot wide receiver who's been hurt. Came back last week. Didn't do a lot, but it's his first week back. So you got to give him a week to at least get up to speed. Now week number two. I think the Eagles could be victimized at that position this week. And I think Kyler Murray, who's not off to a great start, but listening to uh, Les talk about him, you'd think the guy was a stone-cold stiff. I don't know about that. And he had Jalen Hurts already having moved past Kyler Murray off four games this year on the quarterback rankings. Kyler Murray uh, last year was a higher-ranked with better numbers quarterback than Jalen Hurts. I don't know if four games in one season can actually move you up the rankings as much as uh, uh, Les had him. Are you, uh, with those guys, uber-confident about this? They're just a flat-out better team than Arizona? Or am I, uh, for some reason, being the pessimist here? Well, Jody, we know you're going to be the pessimist. We know you're going to no, be the pessimist. No, that's not true. I'm gonna, uh, <laughs> I picked the Eagles to win all four freaking games. I know. I know. And cover that. all four times. And I'm saying they're going to win this game. Okay. But what I'm not going to say. You're the optimist. I'm the pessimist this week, but I'm yeah. not usually. I, I mean, they'll, they'll, they'll win this game. But I will say this talking trap game, um, this could be a trap game, game if it was any other quarterback, if it was any other team. Their preparation is is such that they don't really care about who the opponent is. They try to get better in their individual rooms. Their individual mindsets are, yeah, we got to pay the rent. We got to make sure we go out and and be the best team we can be. You know what I'm saying? Rent is due. And that's their mindset. They're not looking past Arizona to get to to Dallas. That's for daggone sure. They're definitely not doing that. But what I will say this. How do you know that? Let me let me ask you that question. You just think Jalen Hurts by his leadership, by his demeanor, by I his don't know. Folk, yes, he can absolutely. carry that whole team. Has he really established that already, Barrett? Absolutely, Jody. You got to talk about this. This guy here is 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 a leader a leader by by what he does on the field, what he does in a 
uh, in practice, what he does in the meeting room. They, he's a shining example of what you want in the, you know, the number one position in sports. The quarterback position is the number one position in sports. Where your quarterback goes, you go. When you define a team, like you just said, you define the Green Bay Packers by the quarterback position. You define Kansas City by the quarterback position. Uh, Tampa Bay, the quarterback position. It is the number one position in sports. So when you have an identity of a team, that identity of the team usually goes by the quarterback. What Jalen Hurts has done, what Jalen Hurts is, is a guy who truly believes in what he's preaching. He truly believes in playing fundamental football and making sure you go out across your T's and dot your I's. Jalen Hurts at this point had to rally, you know, ring the whole interview that they had with him the other day. All the media, Jody Mack included, I mean, uh, not Jody Mack, but Johnny Mack. <laughs> Johnny Mack included, didn't ask any questions about the Arizona Cardinals. And what does he do? The Hold on, and less corrected this earlier, the Arizona Cardinal defense. Because they did ask questions about Kyler Murray and Zach Ertz, but Jalen's the quarterback of the team, so he would expect a question about the Cardinal defense. He didn't get one. It wasn't like they completely disregarded this week's opponent. They asked offensive questions of an offensive guy, which Jalen just wanted to make sure. He noted the Cardinal defense before he got off the stage. Absolutely. So to me, that seems that's the consummate pro understanding that he he's not looking past what he's about to do. And that's that's what I that's why I say you know, this this team is 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 focused on who they're playing as opposed to um looking past the, the Arizona Cardinals going to Dallas. All right. Let me let me ask you a question here. Man, the Eagle fans are going to hate me by the end of this show. Um, <laughs> let, let me give you these stats from okay. the first four games of the season last year from a okay. quarterback's perspective. 21 of 32, 289, four touchdowns, uh, 120.9 quarterback rating um, uh, in a win. 29 of 36, 400 yards. Three touchdowns, 117 quarterback ranking, 28 to 34. Damn, look at that percentage. 316 yards, uh, no touchdowns, but a 93.1 quarterback ranking, and 24 of 32 for 268, two touchdowns, 120.3 quarterback rating. That was a pretty good start to last year for the quarterback of the Arizona Cardinals. Were we saying the same thing about Kyler Murray that he's carrying them to a championship? Oh, by the way, the Cardinals opened up eight no before they lost the game last year. Are we putting Jalen Hurts on too big a pedestal off four games this year? No, I I, I doubt serious. I mean, all that quarterback talk. I mean, all that um, all the all the you know Super Bowl talk. I, I mean, I, like I said, you know, what I mean, like I said, what Jalen always says, don't believe, you know, don't 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 eat the cheese, don't eat the rat poison. You know what I'm saying? You know, they're they're not looking past that. They, they they understand this one game at a time. One game at a time. Now, right, let me add, we do, as writers. Do, we do, as, we do as, you not think they would say the same thing in Arizona last year when absolutely. the Cardinals were 4-0? Absolutely, they were saying that. Absolutely. And the difference being, I really think that uh, Kyler Murray is like a, not, not necessarily a weasel. 
but he just he he's his leadership qualities aren't anywhere near what Jalen Hurst's leadership or any other quarterback that's leading a team. He he pouts. He's not really somebody you can look to when it gets tough in a game. Yeah, he won that one game where he ran around and everything, but look, they've only led, you know, what? They've only led in 14 snaps. You know what I'm saying? Yes, they're two and two. But is you know, it took it took a, a magician's um a magician's type of effort for them to win those games that they won. You can't play as frenetic as, as he plays and, and think that you're going to be having some consistency of winning football games. You have to be disciplined. And that's not a disciplined team mode. And plus, it's not a talented team either. It's really not. You, you look at what they have. The Eagles are a far better team. I'm looking at their roster right now. A.J. Brown, I mean, uh, A.J. Green is hobbled. I think he has, yeah. a, you know, a foot injury or something like that. Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown is a good wide receiver, but he's a scramble drill receiver, which kind of works with what Kyler Murray does. See, Hollywood Brown, if he's not running past you, he's not the best route runner in the world. So you're not going to get any consistent um, quarterback play from inside the pocket with Kyler Murray. Now, this is saying a lot because this defense has to go out there and, and cover, like you said, a, a Rondell Moore, who will be in the slot. But I tell you what, the way that, you know, Josiah Scott played, they have something to build on right now. You know what I'm saying? They have the athletes that, all right, since they don't have a true number one, you know what I'm saying, a true number one, you can't rely on, you know, them mixing the coverage up and putting different guys on Rondell Moore, you know, so you don't have to worry about him being a guy that's going to go out there and, 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 you know, mix things up. That offensive you, line is going to have a say, tough day. Would you not say that that is not one of Jonathan Gannon's strengths? That he's a I believe in my system, I stick to my system guy. He doesn't do a lot of we'll mix things up. We'll completely confuse the opposition. At least I don't think so. You'd have a better grasp of me as a former player. Uh, I, I think Gannon is a I've got a system. My system works. We're good enough and talented enough that it's going to work for us here. I don't see him as a we'll 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 confuse him kind of guy. Am I underselling Gannon? No, he's not going to try to confuse you. I, I think he believes his athletes are are good enough to go out there and and pretty much do whatever he asks them to do. Um, I you know I was going through it. I mean, I I got I got crucified for the first first two weeks with uh as it pertains to Hassan Reddick. Everybody kept saying, well, you need to figure out a way to put Hassan Reddick in a better position to be a pass rusher. I'm like, no, that's not how you make Hassan Reddick a good player. You line him up out there at defensive end, and which he is a defensive end, not necessarily a linebacker, and let him go hunt. Let him rush the passer. And the past two weeks, what has he done? Three and a half sacks, two sack fumbles, two fumble recoveries. He is balled out there because that's what he is. Yep. Don't try to reinvent the wheel when you have a guy that just rushes the passer. Let him go out there and rush the passer. That's it. And 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 you know, he realized that Gannon realized that and put him in a good position. You saw his, you know, he's changed it up with when he played against um when he played against Minnesota. He went man to man. He put his best DB on their best receiver. Slate took it as all right, this is my job. I'm gonna go out there and do it and put him in the baby seat. Shut Jefferson all the way down. He has the athletes that he can just put out there and they'll play. 
Now, as for you know, you know, Avante Maddox, I'm gonna tell you the truth. Avante is a good cornerback, but he may be one A, and 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 I'm gonna tell you the truth. CJ Gardner Johnson may be one B. They're just as he's just as talented. Might be a little more aggressive than Avante at the slot. They're just not putting him at the slot. If I was Gannon, I would put him at the slot. Put uh, CJ Gardner Johnson at the slot. Move, uh, you know, bring you know one of those safeties we have in. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh-huh. And 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 you will have a, a better defense. I mean, but he has that autonomy to do that. If it gets too hot on Josiah Scott, he can flip him out. He can he can definitely do that. He can he can put CJ Gardner John. All you gotta do is tell him, hey, go cover, go be a slot um cornerback. And he could be just as good as Avante Maddox. We shall see on Sunday if that's the way it shakes out. Hopefully it doesn't because that means something's going to awry because I can almost guarantee you Josiah Scott's going to start in the slot come Sunday. Yeah, right. He's going to start a slot. Yeah, you're right. We've got a uh, secondary guest coming up here. We went with a grizzled veteran with Les Bowen on our first guest. We've got a young stud as our second guest, part of the uh, – on Barrett being an NBC Sports Philly guy – part of the afternoon drive team, NBC Sports Philly, and the uh, Fanatic here in town from the best show ever, question mark. Well, he's always good when he comes on with us. Uh, We're going to talk to Hunter Brody next here on Birds 365. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, We've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go birds! Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go Bird! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go Birds. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Score and save at Southeastern PA in Delaware with Colony Pools this football season. And let the experts close your pool with a custom Merlin safety cover in green for the birds. And if you join our Winter Watch team, we'll give you another 20% off and Colony Pools will handle it all. Keep your tiles on your pool, not in your pool. Fly with Colony right now, Birds fans. Visit flywithcolony.com. 
Jafti Ambrosio Destination Downingtown's five-day used car super sale. Jeff puts an end to high prices now. Five days of the best car, truck, and SUV deals ever. Over 1,000 vehicles, every make and model. Stop overpaying. See Jeff today and get a quality car, truck, or SUV now. The five-day used car super sale. Experience how easy it is to deal at Jeff's. Nobody treats you better. Nobody gives you more. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown. GoJeffAuto.com. You got the Mac and Big B guys here on Bird 365, Barrett Brooklyn for John McMullen. Uh, we've got, uh, we've a, got Hunter a Hunter Brady from, from the best, best sports show ever. ever. I mean, sports, sports Philly, jumping aboard with, with us here. Hunter, Hunter after, after listening to my partner, John McMullen, and, and Les Bowen, and, and uh, Barrett Brooks. Brooks. Yeah, are you yeah, here in the feedback the same way I am? Yeah, is everything good, though? Um, I'm, I'm sure, sure Tone's, Tone's been tempting to push the right, right buttons. buttons. I hear, I hear you. Hear me. Awesome. We, we apologize, apologize for any reverb that, that the streamers are getting. What are you going to be doing at about 7 o'clock on Sunday? Because apparently the Eagles are going to be up by at least a touchdown at night two, and they're going to be cruising to another victory. So have you made plans for 7 o'clock on Sunday? Well, I mean, if the Phillies are in a game three, I'll be getting ready for that. I think that's an 837. But other than that, you know, I'm just going to be drinking my late night cup of Joe and seeing what's going on. That's exactly what it's going to be. Um I'm not, not going to say, say that it's just, just a foregone conclusion. conclusion. They're going to go, go out there and play. play. But, but I, I believe in what they, they you know, what they, they do fundamentally. They, they cross, cross the teeth, teeth they're not, they're their eyes. But, but I, just I just don't see this being a, a game in which they're going to be, you know, just totally wrapped up in what the Cardinals will try to do to them. Yeah, I mean, when I look at, can you, is this better now? By the way, yes, perfect. Okay, okay cool. Yeah, I had to hit a button on my end. Um, so I'm just so impressed with this team because it seems like they they've been tested in many different ways. The first week there were so many blitzes and Jalen Hurts used his legs, and then the Minnesota Vikings dared him to throw with his arm and he beat them, albeit some very soft coverage, but he did a damn good job. And then you had the 50-50 ball game when Devontae Smith is doing his thing. The offensive line and Miles Sanders last week was outrageous and. The defense helped out tremendously, too. It's like whenever they need to show that they could do it in a different way, the versatility is there, and I expect the same damn thing to happen when they're in Arizona. Now, here's where my concern comes in for this game. And I know they, the Eagles' defense practices against Jalen Hurts, but we've seen some of the Eagles' practices. For me, you got to go all the way back to uh, preseason. Barrett may get that or a little bit more often. Johnny Mac there every day. They've not faced anybody like Kyler Murray. Basically, they've faced four statues as quarterbacks. And I was kind of surprised that uh, Trevor Lawrence was as much of a statue as he was. When he attempted to move, all he did was drop the football. So they haven't faced a quarterback who could make a play on the second level, outside the pocket, creating and, and making it up as he goes along. Does that scare you a little bit? That the Eagles, while they may have faced them somewhat in practice, at half speed, three quarter at best, 
that the Eagles haven't faced a quarterback who's got athletic abilities. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I don't expect Jonathan Gannon to do anything like this, but I'm just using it as an example. You know, I thought the Lions came out pretty heavy with, okay, let's just throw a ton at Jalen Hurts, and then he was able to makeshift some things and then beat him when plays were just there with his legs. And, you know, I don't expect him to go that route, but I, I – I don't know how Gannon is going to look. I'm fascinated. I despise things I saw last year and even in week one, but he has really countered all those thoughts for me. So, you know, I think I'm expecting him to push the right buttons because he has done a good job since week one after they had the big lead. And I'm with you. Like, yeah, there's some concern. And I've never made the statement I trust Gannon before, but I might be starting to get there. <laughs> so let me ask you this then. Um, what is the over? What is your overall assessment on What's Gannon done in the last week? Is it necessarily his coaching or is it the the, the players that he has? Yeah, I mean, honestly, you get the talent and uh, it's there. Now, I was speaking to Jeff Mosher and he said something to me a few weeks back about how Gannon just didn't trust his players in the past and that was maybe holding him back. And it's upsetting to me when I hear something like that because I thought it was true, right? It's like, even though there was a lack of talent in previous years, there was probably more you could have done with that, even though it might still get toasted. I don't know. I just didn't understand the concept and the belief. It's like, you got to run with what you got, right? You got to go down swinging if you will and I think that now it's easier to trust his guys he's starting to trust his guys more and of course when you have that type of talent I mean you can go through the board Jordan Davis is eating people alive at the line of scrimmage when he is in there limited snaps but you can see what he can do and you know BG and Fletcher seems to be drinking from the fountain of youth and Reddick the addition is great so you know it's it's nice to have that type of talent and I'm even impressed when you lose a Darius Slay or when Avante Maddox can't play I didn't hear Christian Kirk's name all game long. And that was one of my biggest highlighted matchups when he knew Avante Maddox wasn't there. So, you know, it's a combination of trust, I think, from the D.C., but with the players, it's easier for him to do that. Yeah, but uh, Josiah Scott did get beat a couple times last week. And as you just said, Cannon likes to go down with what he's got, at least according to those uh, covering the team. They think that Josiah is going to be in for Maddox again this week. No formal announcement on uh, either the injury to Maddox keeping him out of the game or who's going to replace, but it looks like they're going to give Josiah Scott another week at that position. Barrett just said uh, before you hopped aboard, he'd throw uh, Chauncey Gardner down there into the slot and put uh, someone else in safety. Do you think Gannon has the capability to on the fly go, all right, screw this, we're going to go in another direction? Yeah, that's a great question because I could understand going with uh, Josiah Scott in the beginning and then, if need be, on your toes in-game, let's make adjustments. Now, they didn't have to do that last time. And even though it started out slow for him, but it, it got a little better, I guess, maybe as the game went. It wasn't as ugly as maybe some of the things I saw early, although it could have been 21 nothing. And maybe, I don't know, does the game play out different if Trevor Lawrence hits the bomb for another touchdown uh, before the Eagles started coming back? But I'm okay with all the options. Like, if you did move C.J. Gardner-Johnson in the slot, and I'm sure it's very tempting knowing what he did in the past, and then put Kayvon Wallace. Uh, is this more of, is Kayvon Wallace not ready for that yet? Is, is that what they're seeing when they watch Kayvon Wallace play? Do they expect a bigger jump? I don't think Blankenship is the answer there, but is this less about maybe the in, in the, uh, the slot corner and more about their options at safety? I don't know. I'm just spitballing and seeing what sticks here. That's exactly what I think it is. I think it's more so Kayvon Wallace an indictment on him not being ready or if he'll ever be ready. But, I mean, I, I'm looking at their weapons, and I just don't see a lot to really um, put a lot of fear 
in me as far as on the defensive side of the ball. Um, offensively, uh, I really think that um, you can see Kazir White having a big day, you know what I'm saying, in, in almost a spy capacity with, uh, you know, Murray running around, you know. I mean, I know they're going to mush rush, try to keep him in the pocket. You know, he can't see over those tall guys and the big offensive linemen and defensive linemen. So he's going to want to get out and play frenetically. I think if you rush this play, guy to the you know the way you wish it to get you know at, at quarterback level at the defensive end, start collapsing the pocket as opposed to keep going up the field, do little things like that. But I see Kazir White being the impact player of this game, and if he could run with Kyler, and I think he can, being a former safety and the speed that he has, I think he'll have the big day. Oh, no doubt. I could see the same exact thing. He's incredible. I mean, I knew because you could see some reaction with yeah. the Chargers fans, even though I didn't know that there were any Chargers fans out there. They were like, are you kidding me? Why would you <laughs> let him leave? And this and that. It's like, all right, I think we got a little something here. You could tell that they were upset by it. But, you know, even him and TJ Edwards, if we're just going to look at the linebackers, I don't even know if TJ Edwards is getting enough love for what he's done. I mean, this he guy, definitely hasn't. He definitely oh, hasn't. It's unbelievable. I mean, undrafted out of Wisconsin, this and that. I mean, it's crazy to see how he's transformed into this but yeah I think you're you're right with Kaiser White he might be the one afterwards where we go damn I mean it was unreal to see what he did to Kyler Murray and I don't even know if their head coach uh is mentally ready to to do this because he's all over the place and I don't think they're gonna have the uh the approach the proper approach to be able to handle what JG Sirianni and Steichen so if we look at the coaches and the matchups there I mean I, I think the Eagles are by far significantly stronger here's my concern with Kaiser White if you're going to keep him as the spy to make sure Kyler Murray doesn't take off upfield, and he's athletic enough that he could probably keep Murray in front of him and keep him from breaking off 20-yard runs, who's covering Zach Ertz this weekend? You know, look, I guess you could make that argument with anything, right? When you go through the percentage game, it's like if we take away X, Y, and Z, someone's going to have an option. I get. Can you win if you – if their offense is through Zach Ertz, like if that's where the, and Zach Ertz is a damn good player. Maybe the answer is no. I'm just laying it out where if you take away certain pieces, Kyler Murray's legs, do you play the percentage game that you'd rather take away that if you have to live with Zach Ertz, maybe getting some throws underneath, especially knowing that with Jonathan Gannon's philosophy, he's okay. If you don't get beat over the top, if Zach Ertz is going to take some throws underneath and gain a couple yards here and there, I'll, I'll take that and live with it, and we can see if Kyler Murray makes a mistake where Bradbury can pounce on an unreal interception down the sideline or something and kind of hope and pray. Because we know that he likes more snaps equals more possibilities for something to occur, whether it's a bad snap, a fumble, an interception, and he'd love to play those number games if you're Jonathan Gannon. So, you know, maybe that's something you live with, right? I mean, the alternative is you take away Zach Ertz, and then Kyler Murray can run around and dance around. So which one would you rather want? Uh, you know, you're right, man. I mean, it's, it's you know, apples, oranges is all fruit. You know, just pick what side you want. But then you know, like, let's look at let's look at our offensive side of the ball. I can see them doing the same thing with with Simmons. You know, Isaiah Simmons being the guy that he is. You know, he runs a four three forty four four. I see him kind of manning up on Hurts. You know, as, as as a spy type of technique. But other than that, man, I think the secondary is 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 poor. You know, with the weapons that we have, I think this is going to be a more conventional play calling game with, you know, uh, Hurts just either handing it off as a regular run or even a drop back pass and not really going in and read option or RPO. So because if you saw as the game wore on, they started hitting Hurts on these zone reads 
And I can see that becoming a major, major problem as we go more and more into the, uh, the year when all right, we're going to say forget about that. Let's just hit Hurts every single time. Maybe we get him out the game. We'll take the little run, 10-yard run here, five-yard run here with, with, with Miles Sanders. But let's keep hitting Hurts. Maybe we could change um, how he's starting to read things. Yeah, it's very possible, but I guess then at that point, if you keep talking about those yards with Miles Sanders or anything in the run game, can this offensive line will you to victory at that point? It's like, okay, that's cute. Watch this. And and I know I, we don't know the updated status on Jordan Mailata or anybody. Yeah, I don't know right. what they're they're doing over at left tackle. But, you know, if you're going to run the ball, can Jack Driscoll hold his own there at the left tackle position? I mean, I think he, he started out a little slow there, but got better as the game went on. Um at that point, yeah, I think it just comes down to, you're right, they're going to try their best. I'm sure a lot of other teams have tried their best, too, to stop what the Eagles have been doing offensively. And Shane Steichen and Nick Sirianni seem to have the answers. At that point, I rely on your bread and butter. And I think your bread and butter is your trenches. And, you know, you can find a way to maximize what you do so damn well to, to still grind this puppy out in any way, shape, or form. So, you know, I, I would, at that point, I'd say, all right, beat our best. And then Jason Kelsey, Lane Johnson, and the crew take over. We've certainly uh, not gotten final word on who's going to be at left tackle for the Eagles. Doesn't look like it's going to be Jordan Mailata. They're definitely going to give him the week off and hopefully get him up to speed for the Cowboy game the week after. I was impressed with Driscoll. I thought he played really well last week to be on the opposite side of where he usually plays, to be outside rather than inside, to be able to make that kind of jump and play to the level he did. I was very impressed with him. But you got J.J. Watt coming in this week. And he's the only one, and I mean only one, on the defensive line of the Cardinals that I have any fear of. If that's the case, and they're going to specifically match him up against Driscoll every single play, do you give him his props? Do you keep a tight end and double team? Do you keep a back in to make sure he doesn't get there? Because I'll take Jalen Hurts against everybody else out there to make a big play, but I'm just not going to let J.J. Watt beat me. Do you think Steichen and Sirianni will handle it that way? Yeah, probably. I mean, you got to understand the circumstances for sure. And, um, you know, I, I think that they do put together a game plan where, all right, you know, if things are starting to go south here and go sour on us, we're going to have those in-game adjustments to make sure we put our quarterback in a better position for sure. Um, you know, and look, Jeff Stoutland is a magician. I, I mean, I swear to God, I think I can line up at left tackle and somehow hold my own if I get one week with Jeff Stoutland. The guy's ridiculous. So uh, I think that they're, they're going to be just fine. That's one area where each week I honestly just don't ever think about and I take that for granted sometimes and it's funny because I lived up in Boston for a couple years when I was playing hockey lived with so many Massachusetts people and they would watch Tom Brady every single week I'd have to listen to them and and I was like you just got to embrace what you have because one day it's going to be gone those same people I go back to now and but it's like for the first time last week I said I have to sit here and acknowledge what we have in Jeff Stoutland because there's going to be a time, and there was almost a pretty recent time when he was going to go back to college or do whatever over at Alabama. It's like, we got to appreciate this because one day it's not going to be here, and we are so spoiled. I really believe that there's been Eagles fans growing up that have no idea what it's like to have to go through whatever Eli Manning was going through in New York. I mean, you just don't understand. It's absurd to have this type of success with any, no matter who they throw at the offensive line they have success so to your point you know I'm just going to bank on the fact that I've never been uh, except for I guess when Carson Wentz was in the back of the pot but they were sure like four guys and people were trying to fix their gloves while getting sacked so that's a little different of a story majority of the time they're okay in that department 
You're right, man. That's an embarrassment of riches when you talk about, you know, Coach Stoutland, his ability to coach. And actually, in all actuality, um, my actually my left guard from college is now the offensive line coach for Alabama. You know, Eric Wolford, he's actually my 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 left guard when I was in college. So, you know, kudos to Stoutland staying up here and giving my dog a uh that's right, your starting job down there. But that's uh, right. I mean uh, but um, uh, you know, I like the fact that this team doesn't you know, feed into everything. And I was talking to Jody earlier about this, where, you know, you saw the way Jalen Hurts reeled everybody back. Look, aren't you guys going to talk to me about their defense? No, this is a good team we're about to play against. You know, you can't just look past our opponent. We're not looking past them. I thought he kind of reined things in just to show the type of attitude that they're taking going forward. We still got rent to pay for this week. We can't worry about next week. Let's worry about this week we have right here. And I thought that was Kudos to him. I put kudos to him that he 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 reined everybody back. Like, all right, let's talk about Arizona's defense. Yeah, I, I agree completely. It's funny because normally when he's speaking to the media, he gives us just like the boring cliches, the rent is due every day. But then you start to see these locker room videos and his excitement. It's like a whole different person. Right. I wish we got some of that sometimes as a fan base. But it's ironic because when he was getting asked some questions about whether it was the hoodie or the man in cast, he's like, aren't we going to talk some football? And it's like, well, you normally don't give us a lot, but I think that really does. It's more about the message to the fellas, more about the message to the locker room. And, right. uh, you know, the leadership is crazy. If you remember the beginning of the year, Jason Kelsey came out and said, yeah, there's some guys. He even took a little shot at Nick Sirianni. Like, hey, we, that, we haven't done anything yet. We got to tone this down. It's just about the way they handle themselves. It, right. it, it, it reminds me of a team that just gets it. We've seen what a team, how a team that gets it looks like back in 2017. So we can kind of use that as the example and something to kind of go back to. It's like, oh, yeah, that does reflect how they handled their business as well. And, yeah, I mean, I love it. I, I think it really does. It keeps everybody more molded to hey fellas i mean we got one here we can't overlook this i know we're riding high and it reflects even what miles sanders said after the game too because he was asked what's the best part about being four and oh five and oh five and oh five and oh i love it you know sometimes you can get sucked in too much to what they say i think you have to peel it to certain layers of what makes sense but um you could just hear from every i just mentioned sanders you mentioned jalen hurts and then of course jason kelsey they get it whatever it is when it comes to winning they get it and you're seeing that out on the field if you want to be five and oh you got to get the four and oh first then the eagles are the only team in the national football league that has done that all right uh hunter they haven't won a game out there in Arizona in a dog's age. Never won one in that new stadium. Uh, only one game of consequence because Jalen Hurts played in it. Kyler Murray played in it. The coach of the Cardinals coached in it. All right, yeah, it was against Doug on a struggling year where he was showing the door. Um, but they haven't been able to go out into Arizona and win. How applicable is that to this week's game, knowing that players only a portion coaches only one out of two but both the quarterbacks played in the game that the cardinals put up a 30 some odd spot a couple of years ago is that a factor at all that the eagles have, have not been able to find a way to win in arizona for a long time I'm going to go with no, even though I know there's variables when you fly out west, right? Your body clocks and all that. When there's a trend to a certain degree, there, there tends to be something behind it. But at the same time, the other half of me goes, well, it's a new team, right? Like Jalen Hurts and the way that this team is playing right now with A.J. Brown getting you 100 yards consistently and Devontae Smith and Miles Sanders running the hardest I've ever seen. This is the best version of Miles Sanders that I've ever seen. Uh, just very poised at the line, reading the gaps properly. There were always details within his game that thought he 
was lacking that was keeping him from going to the next level when it comes to staying in bounds or going out of bounds with the clock moving. I didn't think he thought the game well, and at this point, he's just doing the best I've seen. So when you factor all that in, I don't know how we can look at the way this team is is playing and then say, oh, yeah, well, remember when Doug got fired and they lost? These two teams are the same exact way. So, I mean, there are trends and reasons why you always talk about teams that live out in L.A., fly into the East Coast on back-to-back weeks and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, you know, when that ball is snapped or kicked off for the first time, I don't think any of those statistics are relevant to, you know, the style of play that we're seeing led by Nick Sirianni. Up. Did we lose Barrett's mic? There you yeah. go. There we okay. go. Sorry about that. Uh, I that I wholeheartedly believe in Doug's. Um, I mean, not Nick. I mean Nick's um, ability to go out there and get guys focused and going in the right direction. I don't doubt anything about that. I don't doubt these players are not um, going to go in there and give their best effort against this Arizona team. But I just think they're just so fundamentally sound. I, I said at the beginning of the year when we played Detroit. After we played Detroit, I knew everybody's going to reflect on what they did in that Detroit game. Saw how much meat they left on the bone, and get back to work, and you know, and and, and look each look at each other, you know, to the man and say, "All right, we didn't play well," and it didn't matter who they played against. I said it before. I said they could have played against Buffalo, which I think is the best team in the league right now, Buffalo, and they'd have beat Buffalo because of the way they prepared, the way I thought that they should have went out there and played. So I'm kind of thinking that same mindset right now. This team doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who they play against. They're going to police themselves, make sure they're ready to play as opposed to who their next opponent is or anything else. So I just think they take care of themselves in-house. I want a Super Bowl with that same type of direction. I knew when I went out to practice on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, that I played against the best team on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. So when I played on Sunday, it didn't matter who was out there. And I think they had that same focus and that same intensity uh, level in that locker room. I agree. And, you know, I don't want to downplay Lane Johnson and Jason Kelsey and Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham and the guys that have been there. But, I mean, come on. When we had Carson Wentz here, it was all about the intangibles and he doesn't relate to the guys. And, you know, no, I don't know. It just it didn't feel connected as now you see the alternative, right? And it's yeah, like this exactly. court, it's the way the quarterback handles himself. And the guy's obsessed with football. He goes home, he thinks about football. He's at work, he, he's at work all day long. It seems he's the last one that leaves. He's there doing football. He's working out, he's watching film, he's doing this. It's the dedication that he he does and you know I it doesn't resonate with me I don't think the cliches and whatnot but it's whatever he's doing in the room which I do think is different than the rent is due you can see that maybe that's the difference so maybe that's the connection level where they know they get a different version of Jalen Hurts than everybody else so when he shows that side you know you could just see how the team reacts to it but I don't think it stems from the way the quarterback handles himself they can win they're undefeated and every day they talk about how they need to get better and they're not sharp enough yet and there's still so many things to find tune and they could be significantly better in the passing game or whatever it is. I mean, they're never satisfied even after pounding a team into the dirt. They hold, And look, I think the Vikings are going to be a good team. Not anything like spectacular, amazing, but a good team. And when you look at how they play, Justin Jefferson couldn't do a damn thing against Darius Slate. Not a thing. I mean, this guy shines all the time and he's consistently doing his dance in the end zone and Jalen Hurts mocks him. I mean, there's just something about the swag, the approach and the way they know that there's so much much more left in the tank after they dominate opponents. And that's a killer attitude that the, the su- Super Bowl kind of teams have. All right, Hunter B, I need two score predictions from you. Uh-oh. Here's what I need. 
the score at the end of the third quarter, and then the final score. Because that'll tell us a little something something about how that fourth quarter goes. Because the Eagles finally got a point. Hey, they scored the fourth quarter this past week. Extending a lead, helping to put the game away. Good on them. Prior to that, way ahead, yeah, we're cruising the fourth quarter. And it's led to a victory as well. So I need the score at the end of three quarters and the score at the end of four quarters of this week's Cardinals-Eagles game. Okay, how about this? They'll have 24 points. It will be 24 to 10 at the end of the third quarter. And it'll finish 27 to 17. 27-17 victory out in Arizona. We're flying back. We're 5-0, and we're loving it. The the second half points, by the way, real quick, it didn't bother me too much because I don't think that they called the same game when they score all those points in the second quarter, have the big lead at half. I think you call a different game at that point, and not that you're taking your foot off the gas. I mean, there was that one series where they went three and out, and I forget, some of these games are meshing together. It was, uh, maybe that was Washington or whatever game that was. Yeah, but, um, Okay, at the end of the day, I don't if it's a if it's a 17-17 game in the third quarter, I think you're getting a different style of the Eagles offense at that point. You know, I'm not going to complain about how they were lack of scoring in the second quarter cuz they they're, they're the second half. They're dominating games. And if you're dominant, it's not as if you're the Broncos and you're winning 11 to 10 or whatever. I mean, they're a mess, right? It's not that they're winning games in ugly ways. They're handling business to such a strong level that I, I'm not too worried about that stuff. Yeah, they're right. winning. What kind of I know this is Birds 365, but are we playing on Sunday or or we already wrapped the series up on on Saturday? I think if the Phillies are going to win, unfortunately, I wish it could be a two-game sweep for the Phillies, but it's going to go three. And at that point, you know, I don't know how it'll shape up, but you're going to have Ranger Suarez on the bump for game three. All right, it's going to be on the road nighttime, 837. And the Phillies bring it back to South Philadelphia in the NLDS. I'm just spitballing here, but that's what my gut tells me. I said this this seven or eight weeks ago. Nobody agreed. Nobody listened to me. I stick by it. (laughs) Wheeler one, Ranger two, Nola three. You win with Wheeler in game one. You take your shot with Ranger in game two. Maybe finds a way. Maybe you win 6-5, and then you got uh, Nola ready to start the next series. If not, you got him for game number. That sounds like a damn good plan, Jody. I, you, I've been I've been go. floating it for seven weeks, and everybody goes, "Oh, you can't ask Nola to not know whether he's going to pitch game two or game three. That's complete. He's been pretty damn good here in September slash October. Pitched his best Better game than he's ever yeah. been before. Yes, this is his best game the last time he was on the mound. So yeah. Yeah, I, I sound good to me. <laughs> I'll do th- I'll do that if Wheeler wins. If it, if if Wheeler loses, that's the whole then, thing. Wheeler yeah. wins, then you come with Ranger in game two. And if he if you can uh, wait till game three with Nola, you do it. Wheeler loses. Oh yeah, Nola's got to start game two. You can't you can't you can't go down with uh, Ranger on the mound and uh, Nola sitting on the sidelines watching. That was my point of emphasis for the last seven weeks. But nobody listened to me, including my buddy, Rob Thompson, my guy, Rob Thompson. (laughs) The hell with you, McDonald. All right, we got far afield. Uh, We got to get back to birds. We appreciate you jumping on, Hunter. Thanks, bud. Thanks, guys. We'll get back with you in about a month or so. Thanks, pal. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. You can watch him daily on uh, the best show ever, question mark, uh, on NBC Sports Philadelphia and on The Fanatic. Hunter Brody here with us on Birch 365. All right, we come back. Hunter's on the record, double digits. Johnny Mack was eight. I 
forget what Les Bowen's. I'm gonna make uh, Tone look it up for me. What Les Bowen's score was? He had him winning by more than a touchdown. I was pretty sure. We'll find out if Barrett thinks the Eagles are gonna go coast to victory as well. And I give you my prediction on Eagles Cardinals when we come back here on Birds 365. fans on earth it's a bold statement but would you expect anything less from philadelphia 58 years of heartache creates a toughness a grit a resolve not found in most sure our prayers were answered but now that we've had a taste we're looking for more pondly hockey official partner of the philadelphia eagles Faces you know, the team you trust, the Delaware Valley's leading news program, Action News. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. the home stretch on a football Friday here on Birds 365. Barrett Brooks sitting in for Johnny Mack. He's off to Eagle Land to see what Coach Sirianni has to say before they get on a plane to go out to Arizona. All right. For those of you just streaming in, we've had uh, three individuals already contribute to today's show. My partner, John McMullen, said the Eagles will get to 5-0 with a 28-20 victory over the Arizona Cardinals. Then, Les Bowen from NJ.com hopped on and said, 
Oh, the Eagles will win, and it really won't be sitting in doubt. 32-23 Philadelphia over Arizona. We just had Hunter uh, Brody on who said, yeah, maybe the Cardinals get an oh-by-the-way touchdown to make it a little closer. The Eagles get a field goal to stretch it out to double digits again. 27-17 Philadelphia over Arizona. So three for three on the Eagles winning and covering a five-and-a-half-point spread. Barrett Brooks, I asked you next. Give me a final score from Philly, Arizona. So I'm, 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 I'm going 30, 30, 16, 37, no, 30, 17. Birds win convincingly. Um, I just they don't think they have enough and, um, and you know, and enough talent to, to beat this Eagles team. I think the Eagles will go in focused, ready to play, understanding what they have to do, and they just take care of business. So you got to win in and covering too. So all yep. four of the guys who've already put forth an opinion here said the same thing. I saved this for last for the show, so I don't get just crushed on the stream. So you're gonna have to keep an eye on your stream for me on the sports take this afternoon, Barrett. They may crush me there because they didn't get a chance to crush me here. <laughs> I have picked the Eagles to win four times this year. They've won all four. I picked the Eagles to cover all four times this year. They covered three out of four. Detroit with the late score. I think they get their first loss on Sunday. Are I, you kidding me, Joey? I, I think the game will be decided in the middle of the field where Zach Ertz will be catching balls left and right, where Josiah Scott is getting beat by Rondell Moore. I think that uh, you've got two of the best cover corners in the National Football League and Slay and Bradbury outside. I don't think any of the outside receivers are going to make plays. Do I think Hollywood Brown's going to get deep? No, I really don't. Do I think A.J. Green's coming back to thwart? No, I don't. I think Bradbury and Slay will be out there on an island covering nobody. And I think the Cardinals are going to win the game in the middle of the field. Kyler Murray's got the nerve and the arm strength to complete balls in the middle of the field to both Zach Ertz and Rondell Moore. Yeah, I'm going to take the Cardinals to pull an upset and win this wow. game. Wow. 27-26. With, wow. Unfortunately, the dicker, the kicker, missing a late, lengthy field goal. He hit the ball back, like a 58-yard attempt to steal victory comes up short. I think the Eagles take their first loss. And let me yeah. get on record and say, then they crush the Cowboys the week after. But <laughs> I, I think they're in trouble this week against Arizona. We're going to Wow, wow. I, I'm, BB, telling, tell, I'm, telling, I'm telling everybody, too. I'm yeah, telling. tell everybody on the – I was on with Rob Ellis last night when we were taping a show from Screwballs, and I certainly hinted at the fact that I thought the Cardinals could win. I'm now officially on the record. 27-26 Arizona. First wow. loss of the year for the Eagles. I'm telling everybody, too. All right. Uh, <laughs> we may be stuck in you back, so you can give me a hard time on Monday because McMullen's flying out late on Sunday. If you're back on on Monday, Barrett, feel free to take – if the Eagles win this game by 10 points and I'm picking Arizona to win, you can come back and bury my ass right here on Birds 365 on All Monday All right. Morning. Let's rock. <laughs> All right. Uh, appreciate it, Barrett. Thanks for filling in for Johnny Mac. Thanks to everybody who streamed on in. Go ahead and kill me on the stream on Sports Take this afternoon for picking the Cardinals. We'll see you on Sunday. Hey, if somebody's going to be undefeated come Sunday, either me on my Eagles picks or the Eagles themselves, one of the two is coming through. 
We're going to have to watch Sunday game to uh, find out. Uh, thanks, right, everybody, who streamed in. We'll be back on Monday. Keep it here. Later in the day, you got Big B on Sports Day right here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. You've been listening to Birds 365, the destination for the passionate Eagles football fan who bleeds green. If it's Eagles football, we're talking about it. Debate inside the locker room and guests that are some of the greatest football minds from around the region. We hope you enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on social media at Jacob Sports. See you next time on Birds 365. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.